Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. It means you stayed up late last night watching American Ninja Warrior and Katie Bone was on there and she represented the city like all the way through. Burke K through and through. Yeah, baby. Big champion. Can't hear you, Van. Yeah, baby. Now your microphone hello, hello. is dead. No. What, are you just going to keep yelling hello or you want me to be able to try to fix it? Well, can you hear me on Fred's microphone? No. Jump to a different one. Hello, hello. It's um, studio. Check one, two. Hey, there's my voice. Some studio upgrades happening throughout the day, so obviously a little bit of issue there. Your solution to this was to yell louder. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Even any idea how technology works? I do the same thing with clouds. This is crazy to me that you thought raising your own voice into a microphone would change well, if see, the microphone works. On the other side of the glass, we have a producer. Jerry, will you get Jared there and have him handle that? You're the best. Yeah, oh. on the other side of the glass, we have a producer, you have and I was hoping I could check one, too, oh. while he was uh, hitting buttons I, back there. But you have a strong understanding of where the studio works, and you know he doesn't have that over there. Oh, okay. he doesn't? You know that. I wasn't. I didn't go to the button training. You literally did nothing. You just yelled into your microphone, which didn't work. Yes, <laughs> that was that was the problem solving skills that you brought to this. That's that's so elementary and dumb. That's how I fix a lot of my problems: is yell at oh, stuff. I can't handle this. Is this the one that's not working? Oh, there. That's correct. Absolutely no life in Van's microphone, which might be best for the program, as he is sitting in the guest seat today. Oh. And I'm leaning over very uncomfortably because I got let's, ri- wires wrapped let's do around this, me. Now. Jerry, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll come back after we troubleshoot it. Two men on with the earliest commercial break of all time 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Tech diffs worked out. Good job, everyone involved. All right. Team effort. Go team. They're doing a big studio upgrade. That's the whole thing. Yeah. You know what we need to do, if we're being real honest? Spend every day. At the YMCA Central New Mexico or Hollow Spirits or one of the many friends of the show. That way they don't have to find deadlines up to the broadcast. Just let them work through. Right, 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 right. That's smart. Weren't thinking. Thinking now. Also, if you're at the YMCA, you're probably exercising. And exercise is good for your stress levels. When you're in moments of stress. Like. And you get upset about things. So you don't yell at the Exercise is good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps your tone down. Mm Mm-hmm. Jerry, you doing good on your end? You got the world running over there? just living the dream as always. All right. So Jerry's here. He's not Bob. No, sorry to disappoint you. He's not Vital. And also from the live chat, what'd you guys do? Upgrade to Windows Vista? (laughs) We just upgraded from Windows 98, I think is the problem. That's a pretty good one, actually. Texture's pretty funny. Friend of the show, Joel. All right, we're settled in. Give me a good opener. We're going to run long on this one. That'll be fine. Lots in the world of sports today. Lots of baseball. NBA free agency is kind of running the entire gambit of it, though. Who's your 99-cent point guard that's out there? That's a point of conversation we're going to have. That doesn't exist. That's the thing, right? 
The ghost of Russell Westbrook cost $48 million. Just re-upping deals. Anyone who gives a player option, like a team, that's a bad option. I know you do it to trick guys on the front end. Mm-hmm. Never works out for you on the back end. I always say that. A double trick. Jerry, that conversation is going over the air, so keep that in mind that you're currently having. That's the best part about the NBA and its free agency is you can get like a player who can go, a guy like Westbrook, sometimes known as West Brick. But then also you can get for $40 million less get a guy who can hit the same amount of shots on the same percent and do that whole thing. I wonder what the statistical value, and this is something I should have checked out when we're doing our technical difficulties and we had our super early break. But I wonder what the value is like for baseball and war. It's like one war is one worth a million dollars. And every war in between two and five is worth 10 million. And over five is worth five million apiece. I wonder what the NBA equivalent of that when it's per like PER. Because PER is the NBA equivalent of MLB's war. The one that really matters to me in the NBA is whatever the war of salary cap is. Because there's such a have and a have not in the NBA. Yeah. With the NFL, I'm like, okay, whatever. Kind of slot into these positions. And if you don't want to pay safety, I totally get it. It's the, you know, aside from outside linebacker, it's the least valuable position in all of sports. So if you can find that statistic that's like, and I don't know if this is too like Billy Ball or whatever, mm-hmm. but if there's a, hey, let's build it out in a way, and that way is, we're not going to break the $40 million bank on anyone, but we're going to find four really good ones at $10 million. Because I think if I'm GM in a team, that's my formula, right? Yeah, I don't think, yes, it is. Number one, it yeah. is. You're going to try to do that. But the NBA is such a star-driven league. If you want to be like competitive and just be over 500, I think that's the method right there. What I'm saying. But to win championships, NBA, you got to have two two stars and a couple good role players or three stars and some smaller role players. It, and that's just the modern NBA. So it doesn't matter how what value you get them for as long as you have those superstars. And the superstars want to make as much money as possible. They do. I.e. Russell Westbrook just opted in for $47.1 million. He isn't worth half that. Who is- Nothing against Russell Westbrook. He's a great basketball player. Fun to watch. Right. He is not... $47 million worth of basketball player. From the live chat, that's like a million dollars per projected field goal percent. No, because he's not going to shoot 47%. No, he's no. not that good. Not even close. Free throws, if you add in free throws. Yeah. <laughs> to me, the the guy, the $10 million guy is Nerlens Noel. Nerlens Noel. Great example. Makes $10 million. Sure. Is he great? Nope. Is he terrible? Absolutely he's not. Can, how far can you win games with four or five Nerlens Noel style players, you can't. You cannot. No. So that throws the whole philosophy out the window. Yeah. You can. You, you can, can have two. You can have. You could beat Charlotte with four or five. This team is Charlotte. Nerlens Noels. <laughs> you could. You could beat a lot of NBA teams with five Nerlens Noels, but you're not going to playoffs. You're not going to win a championship. If you can sell out, if you can have five Nerlens Noels and you could sell out your building, that's going to make your owner 
quite happy. I agree. But your fan base will grow very tired of that soon. Steph Curry makes 48 mil. I will look you in the eye and I will tell you he was worth every single penny of $48 million. Stephen Curry? 48 mil. That's a steal, first off. John Wall, 47, by the way. Yeah, compare those two. James Harden, 47. Russ, 47. LeBron, 44. Kevin, 44. Paul Georgie, 42. No way. Paul George? And he's got money coming until the 25, till 24, 25. Paul George is worth that. Kevin Durant has a salary up until 25, 26. They'll hit 55 million. That's so insane to me. So I'm trying to get down in the $10 million range. I'm scrolling. All the names you think that would be up there, they're up there. Cool. All right. You get a team that's going to have guys, and I'm only giving you numbers that start with a 10, okay? So this could be 10 point whatever. Okay. Under 20. Well, under 11. Oh, just literally $10 million. Yeah. Okay. I know you really like Robert Williams, who plays for the Celtics. Just lost. That's a $10 million guy. Excellent role player. You can win games with him. R.J. Barry, you can win get Anthony Edwards. These got Horton Tucker. So and these are all super young guys on their rookie contracts. <laughs> yeah, Danny Green is kind of the one old guy there. There's not enough now. If you go into like the eleven through nine range, you're going to get a lot more names. Mm-hmm. But then you're going to end up with some guys that aren't worth anything. Mason Plumleys. Say that to his mother's face, right? Seth Curry and Grayson Allen all make nine million dollars. Oh, you mean the best three-point shooter of all time, Seth Curry? Has a better three-point percentage than his brother. I did not know that. It's true. Seth Curry has a better three-point percentage. That's a fake news. Than that. everyone who's not named Steve Kerr. Jalen Green would be on that list. You could get you a Jordan Clarkson, twelve point four, baby. That's there's, a steal. There's there are steals to be had there, but it, but then it's like, how do you find another Dylan Brooks? Like, how do you find like John Morant makes twelve? John Morant won't make yeah, twelve in are, two years. Yeah, these are all rookie contracts. That's why. That's what that is. But I mean, that's how you got to try to, and that's what the Knicks are kind of. I was just talking about Nerlens Noel, who is a Nick. Like they're going to try to move him, but they're going to do a Knicks thing and spend a ton of money on a dude. Yeah. Possibly Kyrie Irving. <laughs> he would be the one he found all that money yesterday that's the thing too about like talk show host i don't listen to a ton of sports talk that's not my like go-to form of entertainment mm-hmm. everyone knows i'm an npr guy but there is talk show out there that was like well i think he'll pass up on 30 million dollars go play with the lakers get a chance to ship no one is no. ever going to pass up no. 30 million dollars you losers and this and this is a false news story by the way oh 100 it's not 36 million on the nets or 6 million on the lakers that's not how it works he opted into the contract he's gonna make 36 million dollars yes if the lakers can find a way to pry him from the nets cold dead hands then they have to pay 36 million dollars if if he would have opted out he would have got of the, the contract yeah. and then signed with the Lakers, the least he could have signed for is the $6 million mid-level exception, veteran, yeah. hibbity-skibbity, whatever. Tetris of putting together contracts. Correct. And because there's money that's not actually money. 
So there's salary cap money, which is money. But then there's a million exemptions. So there's like trade exemptions, mid-level exemptions, varsity exemptions, JV exemptions. Yes. There's I get to play with LeBron exemption. Yeah. Sports influencer ex- exemptions. We got that. Yeah. I think we were the New Mexico Broadcaster Award for Sports Influencers this year. I think we were. It was unanimous. It was unanimously voted to us. Votes two to zero. Yes. <laughs> Thank you to committee members Van and I's mothers. Correct. Congratulations again. Back to back to back. We are now the four-time, fifth if you count next year, we're the five-time, 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 Five time because we win it five times every year. Thank you. Also, so it's technically the twenty-five time next year. New Mexico Broadcasting Awards Sports Influencers of the Year because we vote on ourselves every two and a quarter months. Correct. So five times a year we win it. We also get a lot of emails that are like, "Stop submitting to categories that don't exist," and we're like, "You're confused." Oh, I didn't get that email. Be, well, I just put mine down as the contact. Oh, okay. Also, I don't check my email. There is that. I won an award for that too. Not checking your email? Yeah. Most unread inbox award. By the MMBA. There's a lot of really cool, like, victors when it comes to awards and, like, the world of broadcasting. Like but Victor we, Oladipo? How much does he make? Uh, well, he's at the top. He's a 42 guy. He's a 42 guy? Yeah. Like the domino game? Oh, wait. I'm thinking out of Cupo. Oh, okay. I can see how you could make that. Yeah. There's multiple letters that are shared in their names. Uh, I, I'm not one to pronounce well. Do you think Kyrie Irving put out the turn down 30, take six, go to the Lakers as a conspiracy theory because that's part of his brand and he was trying to see who could convince to get on that on that ride with him? Honestly, no. <laughs> I don't care like how big of a heart he has and how big of you know a character and integrity that he thinks he has. He's taking 30 more million dollars. Correct. Yeah. Forever, ever. We praise Tom Brady on this show. I don't know about we. I know about me. I praise Tom Brady on this show for always taking less than market value. Tom Brady didn't take $30 million less of market value. He took a few million less in market value to surround himself with some better players. Kyrie Irving would be a fool not to take $30 more million. You know how there's... He already is a fool. We have established that. 100% we have established that. Hey, but also guys like Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins, who all, Patrick Mahomes, who all take more than 30. Like, all three of those guys are garbage. Like, I'm into that. Because, like, you know, after a guy wins a championship, they're like, they'll never be able to take this from me. Well, the thing they actually can't take from you is the money. Tell that to Reggie Bush. Yes, 100% (laughs) tell that to Reggie Bush. Tell that to Pete Rose. Like, they'll just strip you of all that stuff. You can get yourself an aging Serge Ibaka for nine point seven. That's a roster builder. Put him on the put him on the court. But that's the thing, Ryan Tannehill, who makes thirty eight million dollars, who is garbage. He should make uh, how many games I play now? So he should make seventeen million dollars. Matt Stafford, sixty one mil. What's up? What is up? That's his cash out. That's not his cap hit. I know this is the NFL I just went to, but I was trying to get some numbers that people can relate to because they don't really get Because no one knows basketball salaries. That's the thing they can never take from you. The money. And again, it's the only thing that matters, no matter what job you're doing. 
You play sports? That's the money. You drive a truck for a living? That's the money. You work at a bakery? That's the money. Get the money. I'm not taking less money so I can fold croissants with someone who's cool. That's not how this thing works. Life, I'm talking about. Literally, in that example, if I was folding croissants, yeah. I would take less money to do it with a cool guy. You would? Yeah. A dude who could really make the pretzel twist? Yes. No. Like the like a croissant guru who's actually like a cool guy. All right. Got like the same taste in music, smells nice every day. I'd take a pay cut for that. So let me get this straight. Okay. You would rather take $6 million to twist pretzels at Annie Ann's with the dude that you jived with mm-hmm. versus taking 36 Millie boys to create pretzel roundies with a curmudgeon. No, Fred, I'm not a fool. Yes, that's what I'm saying. 36 and 6, that's the that's a big enough gap where I will do anything for that amount of money. And sports broadcaster out there. Sexually included. Yes, obviously. Yes. Can't put me around all that butter and salt. Yeah. Can't maintain my levels We're of civility. We're talking $36 million. That's more than 6. Yeah, it's 30 more. Almost exactly. Also, we keep saying 36. It's actually 37. Which is more than 36. 36 point something. Yeah, it's close enough to seven. They just rounded it That's up. That's how I feel. If we're talking uh, 10 and 8 million, then yes, oh. I would rather fold croissants with the cool dude. 100% I'd rather fold croissants yes. with the cool dude. That's only 20%. That's not a big deal. But also, and make sure we're being very transparent here. 36 million to 6 million, that is 600%. This is going to really hurt the Lakers' chance. That is foolish. The Lakers, what they need to do, figure out a way to fit $36 million on there. No, if the Lakers are smart, they invent some new conspiracy theory that's Lakers-centric, and Kyrie has to go over there and investigate and solve the crime. And the crime can't be solved until the day after the NBA championship. Okay, hear me out. $37 million to Kyrie. Okay. $47 million to Westbrook. Okay. Swap them. Okay. That's it. That's the whole idea. That's dumb. It, for who? Kyrie can play basketball good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's that one part. Yeah. That's a big one. That's a big X in that multi-million dollar equation. Also, John Wall just went to the Clippers, and I feel like that is going to elevate the Clippers quite a bit. And you know the Lakers hate it when the Clippers start getting a little bit of clout. They hate that. John Wall and Kyrie are pretty similar because they're never on the court <laughs> one because he's always hurt. Yeah. One because he's an insane person. John Wall has lucked out with this one. Forty one point two five. Yo, kidding me? Yo, are you kidding me? Houston was like, "We're gonna pay you not to be here." Mm-hmm. That's how much Houston wanted him. Hit the road, Wall probably hit the wall joke there i don't know what it is also and this is the same one too where every sports broadcaster and nba pundit and all things everywhere is like he'll take the minimum somewhere to go play with a contender that's not how free agency works never happens guys who take the minimum are losers doing anything for the minimum means that they can't pay you less. The minimum wage in the state of New Mexico is 
I don't know what it is, $10, I'm guessing. That means they, if they could pay you less, they would pay you less. Oh, that's how capitalism works. The NBA would That's pay why you there less. is a minimum wage, because your boss would pay you less. Eleven fifty an hour is the minimum wage. For the Eleven fifty is that the city or the state? I, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Oh my god! I think Santa Fe is like forty five dollars an hour. I'm not I need sure. to crunch some numbers on my next paycheck. Yeah. I don't think I make eleven fifty. Yeah, what's going on here? Holy moly! Send that one up the ladder. That's a lot of money. But that means the NBA would pay less. No one wants to make the the least amount ever at anything including professional athletes worked their whole life to get to this point. I think you're very confused sports fan on how important athletes think winning is. They don't care. They just want the money. It's insanely rare that you see it. That they care about winning? They don't. Over money. Over money. Right. No. It's so rare. Now, there's often a beautiful blend of, which I'm a fan of, yeah. oh, I can get paid and we can win? Yes. That one I'm into. You saw Freddie Freeman crying talking about atlanta super soft okay he didn't take 10 million less a year to stay there and he's so mad at his Uh, agent now and we'll hit on this when we get back actually let's grab it good idea because he is he's like he's like lover scorn (laughs) like forever i have an opinion of freddie freeman that i did not have before right now whoops we're two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits. Friday, we're at the lab. Come hang out with your boys. We'll be drinking New Mexico's vodka, Teller vodka, with that watermelon walk-off. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Okay, so Excel Sports Management is the name of the company that Freddie Freeman was with, okay? <clears throat> Excel, isn't that LeBron's? So it's a lot of things. Like, kind of a lot of things. And you're like, cool, like, I'm into Gordon Hayward. I'm into Kevin Love. I'm into, you know, all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Chicago Bulls and Zinni. But then there's some weird stuff, too. So they do, like, management for brands okay so like hospitals and like like wilson is on here that's a sports one so i'll give you that but also taylor swift like interesting yeah like like weird stuff super cuts like the haircut place hey that place advertises for itself am i right i don't know if it does (laughs) levi's cool like Weird, right? Call of Duty League. I don't know what that is. I thought it was the video game, but apparently it's an organization that plays the video game. Interesting. So, with that said, Freddie Freeman was hanging out with these dudes, and he feels that his negotiation didn't go the way that he wanted it to. And what I'm hearing is, why didn't you figure it out with Atlanta? I need to still be in Atlanta. And Atlanta was the biggest fish in that little weird pond. And I'm over here swimming in the ocean, still a huge-ass fish. Yeah. That all it does is eat minnows and guppies and delicious coral reefs. What else do fish eat? I'm going to run out of things real quick. Fish. Yes. Yes. But 
He ain't over this breakup yet. Obviously not. He cried in front of his current girlfriend. He did, right? Yes. Is his current girlfriend the LA Dodgers? Yes. And by the way, they're treating him really well. Yeah. And by the way, they're going to put a ring on his finger. And like he mm-hmm. should be very happy about this relationship. But he is not. He's still stuck in the past. You ever dated someone who can't get over their ex? Because, like, L.A. fan is... No, because I'm gone immediately. That's a good point. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen to L.A. fan when it comes to Freddie Freeman. Because you keep putting this super soft stuff out in the atmosphere into the cosmos. Fan ain't going to love that. You need L.A. fan. They're a stabby fan. Literally. Literally. The fan base has a record. Of stabbing. Correct. And as a guy who, like, understands the business... Mess with only a sports agent. Go find real-life Jerry Maguire. Don't go to agency that is also making all their money off Taylor Swift. You'll always be number two to Taylor Swift. You'll literally everyone. You'll probably be number three to Supercuts. I get it if I walk in there and Jim Nance is in there, and I'm like, okay, sports adjacent, cool. Taylor Swift? And, like, where are the baseball guys at? You go to the baseball section of Excel Sports Management, which, by the way, Freddie Freeman not on there no more. He still makes, like, $30 million a year, though. Didi Gregorius is, like, the only guy. Gra, gra, Gregorius. They have Gatorade. Oh, okay. That's a good one. All right. yeah. Get someone who gets it. Because you already know, they just went, well, we'll just go to L.A. That's where the most money's at. Get a deal from L.A., see the most money, take that most money deal back to Atlanta. You say, hey, this is the most money. Find this thing. They're like, we can't. We're like, here's how you approach Coca-Cola to get more money so that you can. By the way, regional TV advertising. I could go down how this whole thing works. That's not happening with these people. They still didn't want him. They still want him. <laughs> he wants them. Freddie wants back. So He made that very apparent. He got his ring. He saw his ex-girlfriend and how good she's doing. Yep. She's on a great winning streak. She's dating hot dudes. Tons of hot dudes. And he's like, I don't even like these liberal hippies out in California. Well, is that part of him? Is that part of him for real? I have no idea. By his haircut, I would say yes. What's his haircut right now? He got like a flat top kind of thing. Yeah. He's kind of that guy. Sure. He obviously misses his ex. He wants to go back to Atlanta. He'll probably demand a trade like right after the All-Star break. Did he cry when he got to Los Angeles? Did he cry on opening night? How great it is to be here. Thanks for having me. No, he cried when he saw his ex. He he legit did cry with like Atlanta reporter and stuff like on the field after they get Talking to the fans yep. of Atlanta. The girlfriend's family was there saying how much he still loves the girlfriend's family. He goes through the internet and just upvotes photos of him in Braves uniform so that they're at the top of Google image search instead of him in Dodgers uniform. No, he still currently to this day goes on the Atlanta Braves Facebook yeah. and likes all their statuses. I agree. And he does it all in like an hour span. He's a creep. Every Major League Baseball player, by the way, needs to be Zach Grinky. You need to not care where you're currently at in oh, life, that's my what you're doing, who you're playing for. You think you know your checks are getting deposited? That's if you're if the whole if you had a team of Zach Grinkies, you're winning every game. 
No moment is ever too big. Nothing's ever going to get to you. Well, I think that's because he's on the spectrum. But He's 100% on the spectrum. Yeah. That's my dude. Zach Grinky is my dude. I think once he retires, <coughs> he can, like, start a cult or something. Like, just like a take it easy, like, we don't really care kind of thing. Kind of like my church is the Latter-day Dude. Jerry, did you know I'm a dudist priest? I did not know that. Yeah, I'm a dudist priest. It's a it's a fake but eventually turned real religion based on the dude from the Big Lebowski. I feel like Zach Grinky could have his own religion. What do I need to do for confession? Uh, confess to me. Just don't just don't worry about it, man. Forgive me, dude, for I have sinned. Yeah, that's pretty close. Is this like a Church of Satan thing? What you're talking like, about? No, like I just I just won't judge you. Period. So don't even worry about it. Yeah. Oh, I do feel blessed. I'll talk to your mom or something. I don't know. <laughs> About like what's going on in your life? Yeah. I feel like Zach Granke's got those vibes. I'm an expert guy. <clears throat> okay. If I need to know about something, I go to an expert. Right. Tomorrow we're going to have on the show Katie Bone. Katie Bone, who just c- competed in American Ninja Warrior. If I want to ask questions about like rock climbing, I would go to her. Right. Cool. If I need to ask advice on my life, I'm not going to my mom. I've seen her life. That's not an expert. That's a one-off example. I was just saying <laughs> that Jerry didn't have to go to confession with a dudist priest. He can just talk with whoever he feels comfortable with because I'm just like, chilling, man. Dude. I feel like Dude. I feel like if Jerry is at a place in his life where he needs to seek advice from others, don't rely on friends and family. Go to experts. Yeah, for sure. No one wants your problems. Especially this guy. Gosh. Hey, look at my face. Duh. Look at my mustache. You don't ask this guy if you for see, advice. If you see Van walking around, obviously you can't miss him, his haircut. And then you're like, I need some advice. Same answer, his haircut. My haircut. <laughs> don't take it. Yes. Don't hand Don't hand the Stanley Cup to a dude with a mullet. Don't ask. That's very good. Yes. Now I'd listen don't to you. Don't ask a guy with a mullet for advice. Now, Fred, I'd listen to you, but are you an expert on, on Van? Ooh. On Van? If you're not an expert, then I shouldn't be taking this advice. Of of all of the people that you would have access to to give you opinion on Van, I would be number one. Got it. Uh, you are the expert then. It has been five years. Has it been five years? Been five years. What, is that 10,000 hours? Five years. Isn't that the rule? That's how you become a master at something. Yeah. Yeah. How many hours are in five years? Well, if you count sleep. What? <laughs> Do you subtract sleep? All right. So how many hours are in a year? Five hundred sixty-five thousand. Wait, what is it? Just do twenty-four times three sixty-five times five. Okay, so that's uh, so really there's eight thousand seven hundred sixty hours in a year. So we have to. I have to be over ten thousand hours. Like I don't know how else to say that. Because you times that by five, that's forty-three thousand eight hundred. Are we getting into Kyrie numbers here? That's okay. forty-three thousand eight hundred hours. I've known you. Divide that by a third because that's sleep. Sleep. And then divide that by like half. Because sometimes we sleep. Okay, hold on. No, 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 no. No, No, whoa. What? What? Divide it by another half because, I mean, we're not literally connected at the hip, even though it may seem that way. See, that's still well over 30,000 hours. I think, yeah. I think by definition. You'd be a master. Yeah. I, on the other hand, would not be a master on Fred because I don't often listen to him. So you have more hours of paying attention. I have way less hours of paying attention to you. Yeah, studying you is like studying a Van Gogh, where it's like 
really nice from afar. Yeah, and then when you get closer, you're like, this is a mess. I can't even believe this dude knows how to like put yeah. like how do you this dude know how to mix paint? Like look, like this is nothing. Mm-hmm. Shades, yeah. tents. Yeah. Did you just see him yelling at that microphone that's broken? Yeah. There's no way he knows how to fix a car. No. I'm going to ask this guy for advice? Mm-mm. Yeah. Van is also the guy who will watch a lot of YouTube videos on how to fix a car, then never apply them in real life. Right. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, a little body work? Yeah, I could do it. Yeah, you, you got to joint it here. You got to sand it here, buff it here, paint it here. You know you know our friends at Hollow Spirits? Yeah. And they uh, they turned me on to the King's Trumpet Mushrooms? I'm, I'm very familiar, which yeah. Which are absolutely delicious, and I've been looking for new recipes to cook the king's trumpet mushrooms and a lot of them are in korean so i went down a wormhole where i watched cooking videos in korean like dubbed in english no in korean there's no way for that so i just kind of just i just kind of just stared at it and just watched them do it instead of like learned auditorily i tried to watch the last train to busan or whatever it was you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm and there was subtitles on that, and I still couldn't figure it out. Is that the one with Brad Pitt? No, that's the one with uh, Gong Yu. Gong Yu? I think that's his name. Or Mondong Soik. Yeah, that's like the the judge on the Gong Show? No, uh, Jung Yumi. Okay. These are all actual people that are in the movie. It's in front of me. But it's like a, it's, it's like a weird... Not the point I'm trying to get to is... Korean is like the hardest one to speak. That's the point I'm trying to get to. I had no intention on learning it or speaking it. I was just trying to watch them cook what I wanted to learn how to cook. And I didn't have any help whatsoever, obviously, from the words they were saying. So I just stared at the screen like a two-year-old watching a movie, is it just not lot, knowing what was going on. Is it a lot of walk tossing? Like, oh, I'm, you know, What am I trying to say? Like, What is that thing called, a walk? Yes, a walk. Is that what it is? It's an Asian disco. A what what? Disco. Walk a walk a walk. They're the same tool. Give me the word you used. Disco. Disco. Yeah. D I S C O. Disc. Spanish for disc. It's the same as a walk. Why did you say Asian in front of it if it's Spanish? It's an Asian disco. Oh, Africanized B. Or a Spanish walk. 100% I get it. I didn't get it. Uh That's okay. More Major League Baseball talk after the break. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back at it. Texters open, phone lines open, 505-246-0610. You sure? Friend of the show hotline. I guess I'm not sure. Yeah. (laughs) Test. (laughs) I think I can do it. I don't really know how it works. So the button's not working over here. No, it's working now. Might be working. We'll do a little studio upgrades. It's going to be really nice when they're done. It's I'm really excited. Well, It's nice already. Nice, yeah. Yeah. We have some technological advancements. I worked in a brand new studio one time. Did I ever talk to you about this? I don't think so. So, yeah, when I was in St. Louis, I worked in a brand new studio. And they had, like, touch screens and stuff. So, like, like a mixing board is... All right, so, like... I wouldn't want any of these gross sports oh, touching my that's, screen. Literally, that's where I was going with this. Yeah, that's, that's exactly old. how it got. That's disgusting. It was disgusting. There's like Cheeto dust yep. all over it, melted chocolate. And everything was like, so it was like a glass whatever table thing, and we had like this glass display out to the street. It no was, way. 
So unnecessary. Disgusting. Disgusting. Did they hire a professional cleaner? I don't have a recollection of that. If a bunch of sports dudes kept up with it themselves, there's no way. you got to hire out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would – there's just grease on everything all the time. 505-246, do you have that coworker? Everyone's got that coworker. Just leaves it a fool. So we're going to talk more baseball. Let's actually punt that. Which Cooking is a, fish in the microwave. They, people do stuff. like There's yeah. like, in, in COVID, like really ruined office decorum. Like people don't know like the rules anymore. I'll give you an example. Okay. Everyone knows I keep snacks in the break room. I got soup and salad in there right now. I need them I bet, for it, the I sh- bet it's not there anymore. It, the stuff's never there. Somebody probably mixed it with a bunch of fish and warmed it up in the microwave. I had an entire Ed Sheeran album in the kitchen, okay? In the fridge. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I had 12 cheesy singles. Uh, I got you. I was waiting for it. It's right there. I didn't know where you're going with that one. That's it. It worked out well. Okay. He is a master of his craft. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I leave, I leave for a week, a little family emergency. I come back. There's one left. One. You, you hyenas, you took from me 11 cheesy singles and left one because you were too either one ashamed of your action mm-hmm. or embarrassed to take the last one. That is the American cheese thing to do, isn't it? It is. You take five for yourself and you give someone else one. Then you take five more for yourself and you give someone else one. <sighs> Yeah. Also, do you think there will be a brand new Ed Sheeran album in there? There will not be. Uh, replacement? So, yeah. I'm without. And the, that's fine. I will survive. Not it was up to me. Thing. I would vel veto that plan for Thank sure. That's very yeah. good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Baker Mayfield was asked by a reporter, hey, any chance you're going to reconcile with the Browns? And he says... They'd have to talk to me yeah, first. They'd have to reach out. <laughs> they would have to at first say something to me. Says I'm over it. Duh. Baker Mayfield left the Browns. Went he's, a- he's the anti Freddie Freeman. Yeah. He's so done. Uh huh. He don't want back. Mm-mm. He's done. You know how Freddie Freeman is still like sharing his location with the Braves and they still use each other's Spotify passwords? Yes. Baker Mayfield was like, I'm going to Apple Music. Like, I'm done. I'm so done with you. Mm-hmm. We don't need a shared playlist anymore. Yeah. Get out. He's not even going to watch cooking videos in English. It's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Cleveland Browns. I would. No longer my best friend. Just run away. It's it's If it wasn't for that loaded contract, he'd be so gone already. Oh, there, there's He's better than eight-ish. Starting quarterbacks, right? Well, hold on. At least eight-ish. He's better than the Browns. They can't do anything right. The Browns are gross. They're gross. They're gross. They're, ins- they're insanely gross. I look at the Cleveland Browns, and I see what everyone else sees. Yeah. But way grosser. You couldn't even hang on to Jim Brown. The, like the best, the best player. The best player. And the best person. person. The best player and best person in the history of your organization. You even have the same name, and you ran him off. 
And not only it's did they, been all downhill since Jim Brown. Dog, they didn't just rain him off. R.I.P. Bernie Kosar. Yeah, and and probably Jim Brown too, but I'd have to check the. Opening. I'm not sure. <laughs> you remember they were like, the PR team for the Browns was like, uh, we want an adult at quarterback. That's when it's done. Yeah, because you went and got a rapist. Yeah, best I can do is a rapist. <sighs> and also, when he's doing well and winning games and taking the Browns to the playoffs. He's got moxie and personality. And he's fun. Best commercials in the game. Hey, you know. Suck it, Peyton Manning. You're number two. He's not in the game. We keep having this talk. No, I'm talking about the commercial game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not the quarterbacking game. I love a dude with high accountability. I've always been a Baker apologist. Even more so now. He got done dirty. He played for your team injured. He had one healthy season. He was like the eighth best quarterback in the NFL. He gets hurt next the following season, plays for your team all year, and you hate him because he's having fun. Okay. The guy gave up his personal health, his mental health, to play for your organization, and you hate him because of it, and then you sign the creep. From the live chat, if you don't have that coworker we were talking about earlier, you are that coworker. It's 100%. You're true. that guy. Uh-huh. Thank you, live chat. Also, this, comparing Comparing their relationship to the same thing that Freddie Freeman and the Braves was? Yeah. Baker Mayfield was dating the Browns. Cool. Mm-hmm. The Browns left him for another guy. Cool. That other guy then stole all the Browns' money and beat him up and ran him through the mud, and now they're trying to come back to you, like begging for forgiveness. Sure. No. You go get another lady. Any of them. Yeah. She can be AFC or NFC. I don't care. Also, get real weird. I'm playing the USFL or something. Don't care. If the Cleveland Browns text me and I'm Baker Mayfield, I say, who dis? Who dis? <laughs> Do not care. New commercial, who dis? Yeah, duh. <laughs> they send you like the big long diatribe text where they're like, hey, I made a lot of mistakes. I think I can really see a future for us. We can work this out if we really want to. You turn on red receipts. You click on it, mm. you hang up your phone. Mm-hmm. Just let them see you left it on red. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. And just in case they missed it, you screenshot it. <laughs> <laughs> then you text it to their best friend. <laughs> I texted it to Deshaun Watson. Who, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, advised yesterday that it's a one-year minimum indefinite on top of that. Yep. Yep. Also this, you got to get like a revenge revenge. So if you're Baker Mayfield, I don't know anything about Cleveland. If we Google it right now, if you're like Cleveland, like battered women's shelter, there's one. Mm -hmm. You go there this second and you start running pro bono PSAs. Yes. This second. Yeah. And then you hire your assistant Uh to make a lot of wanted man signs with Deshaun Watson's face. And you put them in every massage parlor in Cleveland. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you. Like when we go to pro wrestling events and they have like the list of like, do not let this person enter. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Yeah. But it's only the Iron Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> Today's the anniversary of Undertaker throwing mankind off 
Hell in a Cell. I don't know if you know that. Today? 16 years ago. The day? 16 feet. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> kind of crazy. You should have waited and dropped that in on me. <laughs> the way Undertaker dropped mankind 16 feet onto the table. That's crazy that that was, that was the pivotal moment in pro wrestling. You think? I do think that. Like on top of Hell in a Cell? So what would that have been, 98? How many years ago was that? Mankind's the Jackie Robinson of wrestling. That's like the turning point in the whole... Nah, it's got to be. In wrestling, it's Hulk versus Andre. WrestleMania 3? Yeah. No. That's the big turning point. No. Because this is when it went from like your wrestling to your father's wrestling. Because Undertaker throwing Mankind 16 feet off Hell in a Cell at King of the Ring through an announcer's table is... There was everything before that, and then there's been everything after that. That wasn't even the main event. That's the BC and the AD? That's your division? I think so. Because what you're talking about, Hogan slamming Andre the Giant in Detroit at WrestleMania 3? That's when it entered pop culture. That's when wrestling became everything to everybody. I agree with you on that. I think I am looking at it through industry-colored glasses. I bet. Good first hour of the program, except for the very beginning. Big thank you to Jerry for fixing that. Good job, Jerry. Good job, Jerry. Anytime. From the texter, I'm absolutely correct about wrestling. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. Oh, wait. This is actually about Maker Mayfield. <laughs> Probably right about that, too. Josh Sushan, what? 515? I'm in. Another big segment. Till then. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. D. Sports Animal. Back on the program. Live chat. Coming to life. Yep. 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 Speaking for Steelers fans, no one in Pittsburgh wants Baker. No one. That's what you guys said about Kenny Pickett. I think that would be a great bridge to Kenny Pickett. You have Baker Mayfield for a year. Let him beat the Browns twice. Then you get to grow Kenny Pickett's hands. Oh, my God. Get him to, like, normal adult size and then let him take over. They already have. Don't call me Mitchell Trubisky. He is the best quarterback there. Yeah. I hate to break it to you, Steeler Nation. Kenny Pickett's not that guy. Mitch Trubisky, your best shot. Is Tam is Tommy Maddox available? Get Tommy Maddox. It goes like this. This is the real order. Okay. Number one, Cordell Stewart. All time? All time. Okay. Number two. I think you said Tommy Maddox already. Yeah, I was I'm trying to figure out where to put Ben Roethlisberger in there. Because you gotta keep in mind he's he rapes. What's the criteria? No raping. Okay, well he's out. He's out then. Okay. So give me Cordell Stewart. Good one. Charlie Batch. I don't know, Neil O'Donnell. I kind of run out of Oh, Neil O'Donnell. Terry Bradshaw's on Deep there cut. somewhere. Terry Bradshaw, he seems like a stand-up dude. He'd be in the mix. I ain't got touchy with anybody. You know Terry Bradshaw's a country album, Jerry? What? I know you're a music guy. Oh, uh, New Mexico's own, Landry Jones. I didn't know he sang. Yeah, Terry Bradshaw has a legit country music album. Maybe multiple. I know of at least one. Challenge accepted. Okay, Google it. We'll come back to it. 
I like guys who are multi-talented in a lot of ways. Like if you're like a if you're like a quarterback and you also want to be a musician, I'm in. So, all right, from the live chat, Mark Malone is available. No, no one is taking Mark Malone. <laughs> Carl Malone's brother. What he's known for, yeah. Jerry leaves his microphone on, so his typing is all over the broadcast. That's a it's a little production move we do over there. He, I mean, he wants to prove that he's a hard worker. Yes. And he, I'm adding that production element. And Jerry you know hates keys, by the way. Mm. Like he doesn't type on keys; he stabs them. Yeah, yeah. Like, Black keys, take, least favorite band. Duh, all time. Mm. Florida Key, keys, Key West, worst part of get Florida. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Key to the city. Threw it in a dumpster. You think he's going to drive on Keystone? He's not. Nope. Nope. Too funny. Least favorite wide receiver, Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, nice. Easily. Yeah. Hey, I don't know what you do for dessert at Thanksgiving. Better not be key lime pie. Yeah. You know what his girlfriend did when they broke up? What's that? Slashed his tires. Didn't key his car. Ah, nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes Jerry will like start to tell a joke and then he stops. You know why? He wants to key them wanting more okay let's move on now yep <laughs> Bengals quarterback joe burrow what's that what about bradshaw all right cut it off 14 seconds we got in trouble for this what is this this is not it this is terry bradshaw that's passable this slaps on some jukebox yeah. down south. Louisiana and Louisiana adjacent is about this. I'm going to sing this in karaoke next time we go to Bourbon and Boots. Will people know it? I, I don't care. I'll just say it's an original. Oh, this isn't a Terry Bradshaw song. This is Hank Williams Sr. This is not Terry Bradshaw. No, this is Terry Bradshaw singing. This is Terry Bradshaw singing. Uh, but Hank. it's not a... Uh, Terry Bradshaw song. That would be an excellent Google search. Does Terry Bradshaw have any original song? That's the one. Or is it all just capitalizing on his fame? Number one. Like Bruce Willis's blues band. Shaquille O'Neal's number one, by the way. For what? Athletes who are also singers. Okay, that's a good one. Kobe had a rap album. Hey, I legit had a Shaquille O'Neal tape when I was like 10. He could rap. He had a single with DOS effects. With what? What? DOS effects. I think Bronson Arroyo was in a pretty popular band for a while. Bronson Arroyo. Yeah. Yo, Barry Zito was a classically trained guitarist. A lot of people think he plays guitar better than pitches. I know this because also I- Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams plays a classical Spanish guitar. Talented guy. From my time when I worked in St. Louis, I know Scott Spezio used to do like garage band stuff. Oh my goodness, he sounds like a garage band like performer. He does. Yeah, I know th- Scott Spezio in the Nighthawks. <laughs> I now I'm curious what his name. Macho Man Randy Savage put out a rap album in 2003 when I graduated high school. I remember that. He just do one song. I'm gonna stop talking and just let you enjoy it. We don't currently have it, but go find Macho Man Randy Savage's <laughs> rap album. Brother. Oscar De La Hoya has apparently done a ton of stuff. He has. Man. Yeah, yeah. Latin lover. Oh, you know, the most obvious one. 
Mike Tyson from the Hangover movie. Pianist. I can feel it coming in the end of night. Sand Frog. What is that? That's Scott Spezio's band name. That's sweet. Sand Frog. And it looks like the, at least according to this super short list I just found, the number one singing athlete of all time is Carl Lewis in the National Anthem. Oh, my God. That's an excellent answer. <laughs> Where did Terry Bradshaw rank? Not Did not make the cut. No. Dion put out an album in 95 called Primetime. Yeah. Must be the money, must baby. Be the money. Must be the money. It's Shaquille O'Neal, though, right? Probably. That album he did, the um, I Got Skills, or I Know I Got Skills. What was that one? S-K-I-L-L-Z. Oh, that's misspelt. Yeah, but it's also like very not safe for broadcast. <laughs> Find the edited version? No, I don't think. It, it, I can give you the edited version. Beep, 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 beep. Nice. Skills. <laughs> With a Z. <laughs> Z. All athletes want to be rock stars, right? Mm-hmm. All rock. Everyone wants to be a rock star. TV guys, radio guys, rock stars, like all rock stars, and everyone else wants to be a rock star. Name a cooler job than rock star. A cooler job than rock star. Even astronauts take guitars to outer space. This is the point of, like, this is, that's the pinnacle. I don't think I'd want to be a career astronaut. Like, that's, like, the kid's answer, right? Like, it's, like, the fireman, baseball player, astronaut. You got to realize astronauts, that's some lonely, lonely stuff. You got to work really hard your whole life to be lonely. You got to go to school for a decade. You have to train for another decade. And then they put you in space, and you're just sad and lonely. It's and all, not all it's cracked up to be. And like taking measurements on ants. Yeah. And then you get back to Earth, and Kyrie Irving lambasts you in public and says, the Earth is flat, and you never went to space. Uh, from the live chat, World Series champion Bronson Arroyo, which would be mentioned by a Red Sox fan. Duh. Great it, dreadlocks. Is a musician. Cornrows, I mean. Used to, he did, that was his thing. He's, Dope corner. Hey, before I moved to Albuquerque, that was the only Arroyo I knew of was Bronson. Didn't even know they existed otherwise. Used to jam with Theo Epstein when they were both in Boston. That is correct. Shout out to friend of the show, Howard. Thank you for the kind words. We won't go into it again. Already dedicated a segment to my boy, but thank you so much. Nice for Howard to return to the live chat. Busy time of year for Howard. So, yeah, Terry Bradshaw's got an album. <laughs> if you're like Kenny Pickett. Just, do you do you get a phone call from Terry Bradshaw when you get drafted? You kind of have to, right? Do, does he call you? I would think so. Does Ben? Ben don't call anybody. You don't think he do? No, his lawyer maybe. Ben is the guy who's like, I don't make outbound calls. Mm-hmm. He's also the guy who's like, I don't answer my phone. Mm-hmm. He's both guys. Right. Send me a letter. <laughs> to I'll my think attorney. about it. <laughs> That's a super boss move. Like someone goes to like. Like, like subpoena him or like, and he's like, I don't accept things from other people. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm good. You've been served. No, I haven't. Door no. slam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about the NFL. 
we got to grab one real quick. Josh Sushan's going to join us after the break. We're going to talk about the ice tops tonight. Vinny says hot dogs over at the... Get stuffed. All right, from the personal texter. By the oh way... Oh, my. By the way, me and Brandon Vote, who has talk show of the year, according to Mexico Broadcast Association. As he should. Which, as he should, over on yeah. KKB. He's a world of talent. He's a killer. Our personal text thread is only pro wrestling stuff. I'm going to be real transparent on that. He believes the Montreal screw job was the moment that wrestling went AD to OD. Okay, explain what the Montreal screw job is because I don't want to look it up on Urban Dictionary. All right. After we get done with Just Sushan, I will give a 101 on the Montreal screw job. Okay. And what it meant to um, the world of professional wrestling and how it blurred the lines. Don't Google that if you don't want to be on a list. Josh Sushan after the break. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Josh Sushan joining us on the program. Josh, how are you? I'm fantastic. What uh, what pivotal moment in pro wrestling history changed your opinion on it? Ooh. Okay, so before I answer that, because this is going to be me stalling, I watched <laughs> professional wrestling nice. extremely close during the 80s. Smart. Then I went to college, and I didn't watch it at all oh. for five years. Sorry to hear that. Yes, I was on the five-year plan. Then I got back into it around um, the mid to late 90s when it was the TNT WWE. Monday Night Wars, right? Yeah, the Monday Night Wars. Thank you. Um Actually, well, this is I, – can I tell you a funny story about pro wrestling? Yes, obviously. Please. Okay, so my first year in baseball, I'm working for the Watertown Indians in uh, the New York Penn League. Right. And the team Number goes on the road, and they have an independent wrestling organization that comes in. And they put the ring on top of the mound. Love it. And, and they set up the chairs and everything. It's about an hour and a half before the match is about to start. And the promoter, who ended every sentence with, just like Madison Square Garden. That's how he ended every single sentence. Right? That's beautiful. Where, they they, what they city literally is brought a van to the ballpark, and everything for the ring and everything was inside this van. So he says, we don't have our ring announcer. We need somebody. And so the general manager of the Watertown Indians points at me and says, Sush, you're up. And I was so pumped. So <laughs> I'm in the locker room with all these guys, and the, uh, the referee – says, okay, I'm going to look over to you, and every five minutes I need you to give me a sign. So after five minutes, you give me a one. After ten minutes, you give me a two. After 15 minutes, you give me a three. And I said, okay, but why do I do this? And he said, because some of the matches are five minutes and some of the matches are ten minutes. And I looked at him and I said, I thought the match was until somebody got pinned. <laughs> and he looked at me and he goes, just give me the numbers, all right, kid? <laughs> so well, that's, that's a pretty good pivotal wrestling moment because it involves you. Yes. Yeah. Now, I, I – I, I, I knew what was the deal, right? Like, before then, I knew what the deal was. Um, but it was really fun, and it was great. Like, one of the the, the main guy who set up the ring, he, you know, he spent the entire day setting up the ring, and then he was one of the participants, and he comes in, and he's the masked whatever, and he comes in, and he gets no ovation, right? Because this is independent. No one knows who the good guys are. No one knows who the bad guys are. It's before there was, like, this crossover of good guys and bad guys. And keep and them so, up. So Jerry, no- <laughs> what, like Watertown is like is like thirty minutes north of like Syracuse, New York. We're talking like a yeah. itty bitty, basically Canada town. Yes, exactly. 
And uh, so he comes up to me because people don't know whether to cheer him or to boo him. But, I mean, back in those days, if someone had a mask on, you must always boo him. So he just looks at me. He just whispers very calmly into my ear, tell these people to stop calling me fat or else I leave. <laughs> so, of course, it's like wrestling 101. It's like not even – it's like remedial wrestling. It's like it's like wrestling 90A that you have to take if you didn't pass basic math in high uh-huh. school. And so it's like, all right, the mast, whatever, just informed me that if you don't stop calling him Fatso, he's going to leave. That's not, you know, like, so I go into, like, the whole thing. It was so awesome and terrible at the same time. So, so you're part of the show is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yes, I was definitely, I became part of the show, and people were asking me for my autograph afterwards, and I'm like, no, 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 no. They're like, no, no, you're the ring announcer. So I'm signing autographs, and people have no idea who I am, but they just know that I was in the ring, and I had a suit on, and, and I said, you know, in this corner or whatever I said. I Well, now I don't feel so weird about asking you to record my personal voicemail on my cell phone, because that's the thing I wanted to do for some time. And now that I know you're a full-on professional at it, I want it, I want it pro wrestling style when you do it. Oh, my goodness. But um, now, so I, before the commercial, I heard your tease about the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah. And that is, if that's not if that's not it, then it's Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. That's my answer. Yeah, it's in the mix. You know, um, also, you know, like for me, like one of the big things for me was actually when, when there was the war to settle the score on MTV with Cindy Lauper and Captain Lou Albano. I mean, that's when it crossed over, right? That's when Mr. T was involved and... Um, you know, the fact Muhammad that there was like a, a major wrestling thing that was on MTV back when people watched MTV, that was pretty huge, too. That's when it went cro- That's when it went mainstream. I 100% agree with that, which is basically parallel to Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh, Fiddy said hot dogs tonight. What's up? More action on the field or more action in the restroom? <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's a really good question. I don't even know how to answer that other than I hope there's more action on the field yes. when the home team is batting. Yeah, that's how I feel. Going, so what will this be? This will be the, I'm trying to do the math, man. This will be the 60th home win in a row for the Isotopes <laughs> if they win, when they win tonight. Is that correct? Well, they won the last six at home against Salt Lake. You're so correct. Good. You have so been uh, manifesting good. a six-game home sweep for quite some time. Did you make and mention of that on the broadcast? So What's congratulations. Up? You didn't hear it? <laughs> Classic, classic broadcaster mess around. Of course, I heard it. And then the previous home game on June 9th was a loss to El Paso. So we're working on a six-game home winning streak right now. That's all. Well, I'm going to have to go to the lab every day. Because you said a manifesting the win streak. I'll tell you what happened. We vanifested the Ooh, win streak. I like that. Because I was at the lab every day last week, last homestand, and it was a W every game. Don't mess with the winning streak. I got to go. Well, and it's See you tonight. Hey, because Sunday was rough, Jay. Oof. Like, like, talk to me right here, boy, because we've seen, we've seen the spiral from sports teams, right? And there was like a moment, and obviously I'm listening to the broadcast, so I didn't get to see it in person. But there's a moment when you know like, oh, we are in the spiral here and we're not going to come out. Like, how, how quickly are the boys going to be able to like watch that one from memory? One of the things that has always really impressed me about baseball players is how fast they actually do wipe it from memory. You know, um, so in case people don't know, Isotopes led eight nothing after four innings on Sunday. Las Vegas scored four in the fifth. Now we're in the eighth inning; it's still eight four. And then the inning begins with the always dreaded not just leadoff walk, but the always dreaded pace of play violation. Oh, from oh no. so dumb, Rose. Then an error by the pitcher, and then you just go, "Oh no, oh no." And then, you know, and then there's a double and there's a single and there's a wild pitch and there's a pitching change and there's a double and there's another single and there's another single. And the next thing you know, they've scored five and we're shell-shocked and we lose 9-8. 
You and didn't then go you to add to that Wednesday. We lose on the infield fly rule. So that those were a, two tough really, one. really tough losses. Yeah. Wednesday's game, it's bases loaded, ninth inning, one out. Ball gets popped up on the infield. The rule is infield fly rule, batter's automatically out, runners advance to their own risk. No matter whether the infielder catches it or drops it, the batter's automatically out. And what do you do? You go back to your base. You don't go anywhere. The first baseman dropped it. The guy at third base for the Topes forgot the rule. Caught up in the moment. He starts going down because he thinks there's a force play at home. He gets tagged out, ball game over. You tell the crowd if you don't quit calling the Isotopes fat, you guys are going to leave town. <laughs> is that what you do? Is that is that how you turned it around? Well, is that so how I, I look did? at this though. We came back the next day and we won four to three. We Boom. won a great pitchers duel in a tough ballpark where the boys turned three double plays. The pitching was great. They got all of their runs on home runs. They made another good play defensively in the eighth inning when Las Vegas kind of did a mess up of their own on the bases. So that's what you do, I and mean, that's part of baseball. It's part of being a pro. Is that. You have no choice. This game 73 out of 150, we still have 77 more games left. You got no choice but to just show up and keep playing. So what I did for the last two days, I just kept refreshing Roto-Wire. And I just kept refreshing Roto-Wire because I was like, I know we're going to see Chris Bryan in Albuquerque. I know it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to go to the ballpark. He's going to be right there. Josh is going to introduce me to him. It's going to be a whole thing. And he went up to the Rockies. You, you, didn't, you just get on a plane to go to Las Vegas. All of that could have happened. Well, well, here's the thing. I put in a travel voucher for it, but I was told it was unnecessary and I would be wasting company money. Oh. Classic correct okay. answer. Okay. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, so Chris Chris came down. He did a thing for a couple of days. He's back up. Uh, but the boys are doing it, right? They, I mean, it, and it's interesting because I would imagine there in Las Vegas, the crowds had to come out to seem the hometown boy, right? Yeah, they did. I mean, and, and the way that you tell is that when he gets introduced, there is a noticeable loud applause, awesome. especially early, you know, and then as the game goes along, it's not quite as loud every time. But, you know, Chris had, uh, I mean, shoot, there was, there was probably people from his high school that came to see him, right, who he didn't even know were there. Ex-girlfriends. You know, uh, well, you, you know that he married his high school uh, sweetheart? Doesn't mean he doesn't have ex-girlfriends. I'm just still saying that there's not as many. That's this guy maths. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah, there's not as many. Josh knows. So, J- uh, just so when the Rockies or like any baseball team have a, a rehab assignment for a superstar on the road, do they get like a cut of hot dog sales or like something <laughs> at the door? That's a good question. Because you just doubled the capacity by Chris Bryant being there. What's the Rockies cut? They should have. No, they don't get anything. Boo. But you know what? To be fair, I mean, shoot, we got Cody fair. Bellinger last year. And we've gotten some other pretty high-profile people. I mean, we had, we got Josh Hamilton when he was a, the reigning MVP. We had First, Brady second, Belcher or third comeback. MVP. Yeah. We've gotten our fair share of, uh, of gifts from the opposing team as well. Yeah, me and Fred double-dipped on Matt Holliday when he was here. We saw him right. in Albuquerque hit one all the way out of the park. And we drove to Colorado the next night and watched him hit one out against the Cardinals. Right? <laughs> yeah, true story. That's a good double-header. That, so that's the loudest ovation I've ever heard for a dude. Like, aside from, like, Stone Cold coming out at WrestleMania or whatever, Matt Holiday returning to the Colorado Rockies against the St. Louis Cardinals, because, you know, the Cardinals fan base goes on away games. So it's all Rockies and Cardinals fan base, but all 44,000 or whatever it is up there at Coors Field, whenever Matt Holiday came out with a little bit of chicken fry, the whole (laughs) just erupts. I got goosebumps even talking about it right now. crazy. Oh, it was unreal. Tonight's going to be a good one. Zach Neal's on the bump. But you pointed this out during the break, man. Uh, Sugarland's loaded, bro. <laughs> like, Sugarland's got some big call-ups. They're, uh, yeek. Yeah, Jose Siri is back from the big leagues. Taylor Jones, the guy who spent some 
pretty decent amount of time in the big leagues. Um, they have a uh, it's interesting. They have a catcher who's leading off tonight. He's a former first round pick. He's like one of the top prospects in the Astros organization. And they got this dude Pedro Leon who rakes against us, and he's overall struggling, but he's batting seventh. But he rakes against us. Um, they don't have as many. I mean, they also lost some guys from. And look, we've already seen them three other times. Right. Excuse me, twelve other times, two other series. Um, you know, like this guy JJ Matichevic, he was killing us. He's up in the big leagues now. So, I mean, that's that's actually one of the interesting parts about AAA is you're like, man, we've played these guys so many times already. And then you look at the lineups from the last time you play, and you're like, oh yeah, like half those guys are no longer with that team anymore. <laughs> it's gonna be a good week of baseball. Fifty cent hot dogs. Tonight, they got events throughout the week. We are there on Friday from the lab broadcasting. And then, uh, well, Sunday's the one. Sunday's the big one. That's fireworks. Yeah. That's the July 3rd. That's the best in the Southwest, if you ask your boy right here, for how to spend the 4th of July weekend. And then you're traveling immediately to play on the 4th. Is that correct? That is correct. Where's that at? Round Rock, the suburbs of Austin. And then we get a day off in the middle of the series. Like a Tuesday. Interesting. Yeah. Well, well, July Fourth is really, impor- really important, so you don't want to take July Fourth off. So we play July Fourth, and then we tri- and then we have a day off July Fifth. It's my understanding that every major league, every minor league team either gets the weekend before for home, or they get the day proper, or something close to that. They get right. July third or July Fourth. Oh, no matter what. Yeah, they get one of those two. Last year was the first time that it was ever not done, and that's because the schedule got all jacked up because of the pandemic. And this year they went back to what it's been for like 30 years. Smart. Which is you always get a home day either July 3rd or July 4th, which you're right. It's really smart. But it also means that every single minor league team is traveling the morning of July 4th because everyone played a night game on July 3rd. So everyone is traveling on July 4th to get to the next place because it's the most important home day of the year. We know you hate hot dogs. I will eat your fair share, 50 cent hot dogs tonight at Thank the you. lab. Josh, anything we missed? Uh, I'm going to talk to Warren Schaefer for the pregame show. Oh. And we talked a lot about s- some of the similar topics of, of our conversation about how you get over those tough losses and how quick and what you do to get over them. And also just the infield fly rule. Do you remind guys again? You know, they know the rule, but you remind them again. So we talked right. a lot about that stuff. If Warren Schaefer doesn't stop calling me fat, I'm not coming to the ballpark on Friday. <laughs> he's not, he's, you he's, know he, that Warren would never say that. Not, well, not to anyone who would repeat it to me. Jay, thank you so very much for taking the time. Uh, and what did you say your nickname was five seconds ago? Soosh. Soosh. We never used that. Soosh. We should use that. Are you allowed to do that? Can you just pick up like a drop nickname? Or do, does Josh have to give us permission? The, the best nicknames are ones in which you don't ask permission and you just start calling somebody that name, whether they like it or not. But here's the thing. Like, when I was in high school, people started calling me that. I went to college. I didn't tell them. They just started calling me that. I got to Watertown, New York, and within days, everyone just started calling I mean, it's not like it's that original. It's basically the first syllable of my last name. Yeah, yeah. It's not like people, people are did just, a lot of yeah, work on it. They're just lazy. They just they said your name and then it, stopped. Shop it. Yeah. But you guys know how, like, weird. I'm over here like, what's a cool name? I'm like, little Suchi boy. And I'm like, that's stupid. Like, yeah, what am I a, doing? Yeah, not a good one. It's not a good one. Sush, you're the best. Thanks, guys. Two men on. FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. So King of the Ring, 1998. 1998. That is when Undertaker threw mankind 16 feet off Hell in a Cell through an announcer's table. And to me, I believe that to be one of the most pivotal moments in sports history. It's been brought up here by the live chat and Josh Sushan. Sush. Sush. That he believes it to be just months earlier 
at Survivor Series in November of 97, the Montreal Screwjob. And you said, man. What's the Montreal Screwjob? I got you, my friend. Okay. So, not just a clever name. What page of the Kama Sutra is this? Um, I might know it already. All right, so you, sorry, so one guy's on the ground. Oh, here we go. Back down, legs up. Okay. Okay. I'm with you so far. You you spread the legs like open scissors. In. Step through. Okay. You like then, it so far. And then wrap two legs around your leg that you step through like a pretzel. Okay. Wait, hold on. It's two dudes? Mm-hmm. Out. And then you roll from the back over to the bellers. Oh. Holding on to the ankle, locking the secondary ankle behind the knee, and then leaning your weight back butt to butt. That's the sharpshooter, which is the conclusion to the Montreal Screwjob whenever oh, Shawn that's Michaels... Not, that's the sharpshooter. That's not the Montreal Screwjob. They're one and the same. Okay, I might be back in. Now describe so, the Montreal <laughs> Screwjob. When, for many months... It is it is June and everything, but you, you lost me at the two dudes stuff. It was November Mal, 9th. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> So the hitman, who had been in WWF at the time, or came in in 84, so what's that? 14 years-ish, ish, almost. So the hitman was WWF champion. Okay, okay. But his contract was up, and he was rumored to be signing with WCW, which is the rival wrestling promotion. And for months leading up to this, Bret Hart was famously saying, who's a Canadian, by the way? That he would lose the belt to Shawn Michaels before he left for WCW. Okay. It's called doing business. Okay? Yes. Got you. Unfortunately, they had a real-life shoot fight a week earlier before Monday Night Raw because Shawn Michaels was telling everyone that would listen that Bret the Hitman Hart was having an affair with a gal named Sonny, which, by the way, don't Google her now. You'll get some weird results. Weird like how? Yes. All right. So... Long story short, Shawn Michaels puts Bret Hart in his signature move, the sharpshooter, at Survivor Series. Okay. Immediately, Earl Hebner, and you're like, who's Earl Hebner? This is a brand new guy to the story. He's the referee. He signals for the bell. Bret Hart had not tapped out to his own signature move in his home country of Montreal, where he's treated like a saint and a victor because for so many years, him and his tag team partner and real-life brother-in-law, Jim the Anvil Neinhart, father of Natalia Neinhart, and their manager, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Love him. Thank you. And the Hart Foundation ran wild, wild over the country of Canada. So, after he loses, unbeknownst to him, because wrestling's fake, he gets up, spits in Vince McMahon's face, steals one to his jaw, like goes off, goes crazy, and the world was like, is, "Are we? Is this a work or a shoot?" And everyone worked themselves into a shoot because it all ended up being a gigantic work. By the way, uh, Shawn Michaels took a lot of time off after that with a quote-unquote neck injury. Just turns out he had a huge drug problem, and that's how they kept him on the payroll and didn't sign with the competitor. Interesting. So, so there you go, Montreal Screwjob. Yeah. That sounds pretty interesting. That sounds very <laughs> that sounds very pivotal in the history of wrestling. Like they did it was the work was so good. Yeah. People didn't know it was a work. That's how that's when you're doing it. Okay. That's when it matters. I think it's more pivotal that Mr. America Hulk Hogan 
lifted a seven foot tall guy over his head and slammed him down. And then the, the Cold War ended. No, that's. He, <laughs> Andre the Giant was French. Yeah, exactly. Bailed him out again. I, okay, no, he lost it. <laughs> Andre the Giant, unarguably the most famous Frenchman, I believe, of all time. I would lean Napoleon. Are you messing with me right now? Napoleon? Napoleon? Dynamite? No. What? Bonaparte. Oh, shut up. The yeah. little guy? The, 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 the normal size guy. <laughs> Andre the Giant was a freaking giant. Correct. I'm Andre, not... Andre the Giant only killed like three dudes. <laughs> Napoleon killed a bunch. Hey, but how many beers did he kill? That's oh, what I'm talking about. X amount. I'm, I, I'm Googling famous French people. Napoleon's number one. All right, so Napoleon is for some reason coming up number one. Okay. Now, also, to be fair. Mm, to be fair. France hasn't put out a famous person in the last 200 years outside of Andre the Giant. Okay. So Napoleon, cool. Then, all right, if we're going to allow Coco Chanel in here, we'll allow her in here. But otherwise, it's all like Joan of Arc and Claude Monet. I guess Monet's the early 1900s, though. Like... It's all about Andre the Giant on this list. Next year, it's going to be Victor Wambayama. It's going to be yeah, hundred percent. It is. Uh, he's going to be the most famous French person. When next the year. Knicks, who are just going to tank it out, take him first overall, and I buy every jersey and jersey that's made. Oh my God! There's people are going to suck so bad at the NBA next year for a shot at the first pick. Jean Depardieu. Oh, Gerard. Oh. Gerard. Yeah, Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, that's a dude. Yeah, he's a big actor in the 80s and 90s. I'm 100% saying it's Andre the Giant. Emmanuel Emmanuel Marcon. After Napoleon, it might be Andre the Giant. Who's number two on your list? Joan of Arc. Okay. (laughs) After Napoleon and Joan of Arc. Probably Andre the Giant. Dog, she died in fourteen thirty one. Who's number three on that list? Marie Curry. Okay, so <laughs> after those three, yeah. All right, allegedly, we don't have time for this. Okay. the The borders have moved around a lot in yeah. the past thousand years. Also, if you died in the nineteen thirties over in Europe, I assume it's World War related. So I feel like that's hero stuff. Andre the Giant lived through it, though. Well. <laughs> to, to be fair, uh, to be fair again, I believe he was born at the very end of it. So Andre the Giant would have been born in forty six. I he's think a, it ended in forty six. He's a hero. Forty seven. Do you think he's the reason that it ended? Yes. <laughs> I th- yeah. His hands. They got a glimpse of his poor mother's midsection, and like we can't do this to our land. War is over. Play the peace song. <laughs> what is the peace song? You know, I don't speak peace. French. Peace train, like that's super famous. Andre the Giant had like Miss before Chuck Norris had him. You know what I'm talking about? Correct. Like the those are Chuck Norris facts. Yeah, yeah. Chuck Norris facts were like yeah, like ooh, larger than life's about mm-hmm. Andre the Giant. Correct. Yeah, Andre the Giant. Drank 300 beers in one sitting. Yeah. It was rumored that... It was really only 60. (laughs) (laughs) Andre the Giant grew so fast, he went to bed, and when he woke up, his parents didn't recognize him. And you're like, that one's weird, but 
I'll buy into it. It's like, physically impossible, but cool story, bro. Yeah. Uh, you know, just as pranks, Andre the Giant would go around town and just move people's cars from parking lots, not by driving them. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Okay, that one's believable. They're all believable. The growing a foot in bed? No, that's not believable. He also has weird, weird ones, too, where it's like he, for a while, was the record holder for like money spent on QVC. And people are like, that's okay, that one's out there. But again, God, that one's so weird, it's believable, too. <laughs> hey, Andre the Giant is the world's most excessive drinker, unless you're speaking relatively. Because then he wasn't that bad of a drinker at all. Also from the texture, seconded that Mary Curie was Polish. So <laughs> a lot of people know hey, that she was Polish. Cool, everyone now. Is she just Polish but spoke French? Like she, why, why what, does... she and her husband moved to Paris. Oh, okay. okay. Like so, Georgia O'Keeffe's New Mexican. Yeah, she invented okay. radioactivity nice. in okay. Paris. She invented what? Radioactivity. She invented right. it. We all know discovered for a, it. We all know for a fact that was Imagine Dragons. Nice. Thank you. Tim White also just passed away. That's from the live text. That was uh that was Andre the Giants handler for On Andres Handler? So Is the, that Chelsea Handler's husband or something? So I think it's because you can't live text the little squiggly above an E. So that's the confusion. Oh Handler. Oh what what? And that's the way you pronounce it? No, Andre. <laughs> What's that called? A wiggly? Not called a wiggly. Okay, so from the texter. We're getting new legends. Yeah. <laughs> the Andre the Giant was, I think, the largest man to ever live outside of Robert Waldlow, which I kind of I kind of talk about him a lot. There you go, Montreal Screwjob. Also yeah. the legend of Andre the Giant. Hard to argue what you're saying, though. Sure. Somewhat, someone who knows nothing about the history of wrestling. That's like the only moment that sticks out to me being that big. Hell in a cell. Yeah. Just because of the lulls. <laughs> but, I mean, to me, it's like it's Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. Pretty big names. Yeah. Wrap this one up with football this hour, and then we're off 615. Is that right? 30 minutes of this show left. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Okay, so... I'm not the best about checking the sports animal social media during okay. the show. Okay. I check uh, two men on social media really well. The 505-246-0610. You text the program. We got you. You know, how long have we been doing this program now? Like daily? Six months? Maybe longer? Yeah, longer now? Oh my gosh, time flies. So like callers kind of get. We don't just like throw everyone on. Like that's our style, whatever. Yeah. But friend of the show, Teresa, had sent some messages to the Sports Animal Facebook page. These are good, by the way. So, for the conversation of athletes who want to be rock stars. Okay. She says the pinnacle is the Super Bowl shuffle performed by the 85 Chicago Bears. It's strong work. And I think that's a very good answer. That is strong work right That's insanely correct. Also, as we were talking about most famous Frenchmen, (laughs) Teresa says Jean-Claude Van Damme. And we were immediately told that he is Belgian. No, he's not. He's which is basically France. Belgian. He's Belgish. He's Belgish. Belgician. Isn't that the guy that killed in Game of Thrones for no reason? Jean Claude Van Damme changed the game. 
All right, it literally says Belgian actor right here. The Splits game? The Splits game. How far is Belgia from France? It's not far. It's it's the northern border. Like I always get Bel Okay, see? All right. Is yeah, it Belgium. Adjacent? Yeah, it's on the English Channel north of France. I always get Belgium and Luxembourg confused, but Luxembourg's a little tiny one. I've never even heard of that one. It's just like a European tax haven, I think. What's the name of it? It's the Delaware of Europe. So Berg means city. So is it a city? It's tiny. It's, I know you're not a map guy, especially that, when it comes to those uppity Europeans. Hold on. I might be more of a map guy than anyone you know. I literally have a degree in that. Well. I could name 210 countries. Okay, ready to go. How much time we got? Luxembourg. <laughs> That's, okay, one. All right, so I don't know what Berg translates to, but apparently it's not city the way that I thought it was. B-O-U-R-G? I don't know. And that's probably not the way they say it. Burrow? Luxembourg? Muscles from Brussels. Okay. That's his actual nickname. That's very I forgot good on the that. live chat. The King of France? You can't just say the King of France. You can't name kings. What? That's not the most famous person. That's not at all. No. If you're named the most... <clears throat> Which me. king? Yeah. Name one. And lots of them have the same name. Your name isn't of France. King? I don't know how many Henrys there are. I know there's at least eight. And there's probably more after that. There's at least eight. Because that's the one I know. It's the only one I'm aware of. I don't he know did, He didn't do well with breakups. No. 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 He was the yeah. Freddie Freeman of breakups. He handled them poorly. Very poorly. Today felt like a whole lot of varsity, so we'll wrap this one up with sports content. Where we get back? Two men on. Live for John Lopez. What is that? Blowing me out. Boom. Special thanks to the Shoosh. Had a good program today. I had a blast. Hi, Stubbs. Hey. The friends of the show just said the nicest things about us. What did they say? It seemed like a normal show, but apparently we've been on fire all day. Well, a little inside baseball for those who have stuck around for the entirety of the program. Which, by the way, I know there's some. Appreciate you. These aren't all like 15-minute quit hitter and quitters. We get a lot of those. Sure. Came with a little bit of fire today, though. I don't nothing, know if it's a fair nothing, expect- nothing motivates like adversity, right? You got to rise above it and be your best self. No, 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 no. Blood feud. We've had this talk a million times over. I don't. We could differ. I don't miss the team that I left. I hate the team that I left. You're the anti-Freddie Freeman. Yeah, I'm the anti-Freddie Freeman. I hate every former radio station I've ever worked at. I hate every former co-host I've ever had. I hate every producer that exists that's not produced. Uh, I, that's how my brain works. If it's not the broadcast that I am on, you're my arch nemesis. Except for the opening drive. Well, we're on the every same morning. Hold up. That's the same Jeff, team. Jeff, JJ, and Amory. That's the same team. By the way, they're in a different league than us. They're in uh, a league above us. Yes. They're sports show of the year. Award-winning sports Duh. show of the year. I'm JV. I'm talking about. We would need to first start talking about sports to be considered a sports show. Of course. I can't believe Brandon Vote beat us out for talk show of the year. <laughs> 
Hey, and here's the thing about awards. Fernando Tostich Jr. is fifth in all-star voting. He hasn't played a game. A game. He's fifth in all-star voting. That's how much awards matter. Remember when the whole Kansas City Royals was the all-star team? So stupid. That's how little Kansas City has going for you. That and fountains. Yeah. You got fountains. Barbecue. Barbecue and nothing. Stuff in the ballot box. You're not even in Kansas. Now, to be even fair. You your stupid name wrong. It's Missouri City. Missouri City is somewhere else. Texas. <laughs> to be fair, Van. Um, to be fair. Fernando Tatis hasn't committed an error all year. 1,000 fielding percentage. 1,000 batting average. The dude's unstoppable, really. <sighs> He's 250,000 votes, fifth place. 450,000 votes is Tommy Edmond, who should not be in the conversation. He's having a decent year. He shouldn't have that many votes. He should not have that many votes. No. He's probably just a nice guy. Well, he's not going to come anywhere close to Lindor, who's got 800K. He deserves it, finally. Yeah. He's had a couple down years. Good for him. He bounced back. Also, fan voting, that's just bots now, right? That's not real. That's yeah. like American Idol stuff. Right. You know, I watch a lot of America's Got Talent every Saturday morning. I'm just worried have, about you. Just have judges. Uh, you ever watch America's Got Talent? Yeah, with my parents. They make me. They mar- You can marathon it on Peacock. You have the ability to marathon it. <laughs> I won't. Sunday mornings, you wake up, do a little stretch, run down to the Cracker Barrel, get a quick breakfast. Back to the house, two, three, four hours, America's Got Talent. Nothing but America Got Talent? That's the run. Do you still vote even though you're watching reruns? Yeah. <laughs> and Peacock makes you watch the commercials for suspense, and it's like really suspenseful. AT&T is texting you back. This is an old vote, Fred. Quit it. Yeah, they do do that too. MB- NBC lets you, though. They don't care. Mm-hmm. It's all about data mining. Here are the suspensions from the Angels-Mariners brawl, okay? Okay. Phil Nevin, interim manager, is that right? Philbert. Ten games. Oh, that's a bunch. I <laughs> got ten of them. <laughs> Did he stab a dude? How many? What do you have to do to get ten games? I got them all. Your boy and my boy now officially on the list, Jesse Winker. Oh, my God. He's a hero. He's a hero. He's a god amongst men. He said they shouldn't have been jawing off. He just took on 26 dudes. He was like, uh, he's like, hey, Anthony Rendon, come get some. Seven games. Crawford, Rendon. I don't know this other cat. Dom Cheedy? Who's that? Uh, Don Cheadle. He's a star in Hotel Rwanda. I am a big Don Cheadle guy. <laughs> I'm a normal-sized Don Cheadle guy. He did this show on Showtime that was pretty good. You should check it out. They all got five games. Wance. Tapera, three games. Mm-hmm. Those are two different people. Rodriguez, Iglesias, Montgomery. <gasps> Which Iglesias? Enrique? Raziel. Ah, uh, he's the second best. Manny one. Del Campo, two games. And then for, you know, posture, Bill Hazelman, one game. From the live chat, I tell you what, the live chat is funnier than we are. That's good. That's the that's the that's the comment of the day. Came from the live chat. The from the live chat, you boys are sports show of the year adjacent. That's very true. I think we were sports influencers of the year. I think. Unanimous. Unanimous. Yeah. 
two to zero. And also, Phil Nevin was suspended like he was part of the Capitol riots. It's hilarious. Very good stuff. Strong work, Craig. I mean, these all make sense, right? This was like the best little fight you'd seen in some time. Also, what did Julio do? I don't even, I know this is all Winker. And they were like, like a reporter asked Winker, like, do you feel like this puts a bad, puts a bad eye on baseball? He's like, how about them running their mouth, put a bad eye on baseball? <laughs> oh, that's so good. I'm a big double down guy. Double it down. Yeah, own it. What are they going to do? Own it. You're already there. Suspend you two more games for leaning into it. Quote, it's a bad look for Phil Nevin. That's great. Said Nevin and Anthony Rendon were chirping from the dugout. He didn't appreciate that. I'm a big chirp guy, too. Hey, talk about it, be about it. Duh. For sure. And if you ask for it and you get some, yeah. that's called the smoke. Mm-hmm. What Rendon and Nevin did yeah. was they didn't want the smoke. Correct. They got the smoke. Step one, F around. Yeah. Step two. Find out. Find out. They did. He referred to in this interview, he goes, Phil Nevin and that guy in a cast. (laughs) (laughs) He's so good. He called him. Oh. So that guy's got a future in WWE, right? Jesse Winker? Yeah. Put him on a broadcast booth right now. Put him and Pat McAfee together. I'm in. I'm in. He's slumping pretty hard this year. He might need to change careers. Shoot. Yeah. He's only ever beat the Cardinals. He don't do nothing else. No. Like, had had a really nice hot cup of coffee in Cincinnati. And now I didn't care until right now. Yeah. That's his whole career. Oh. That's what ba- baseball needs, this energy. I love it. Yeah. And also. As, as long as it's valid and it's not posturing. Like, you really mean it? Like, represent your team, get your teammates back, go out there and throw some bows. Don't do it just like, hold me back, bro. Hold me back, bro. That's ridiculous. Grow up. I a little bit also, you just said mean it, and you made me th- like come up with this idea. Don't you a little bit miss mean baseball? Like baseball, when baseball was mean, was very good. Sure. You talking like sharpening spikes, or are you talking about hitting more people? I'm talking like shortstops from the White Sox getting beat up by retirees from the Rangers. Like I'm talking like I miss like really mean baseball. And I'm not a guy who's angry at heart. Yeah. Just more entertaining. It's more entertaining. There's a line. You know, there's a line. When the crowd gets involved, that's the line. But, like, represent your dudes. They're running their mouth. They're throwing balls at your teammates' heads. Go after them. Well, and also, like, like thinking about it this way, if you're one of Rendon's teammates, a little bit you just want him to shut up, right? Because he don't ever play anyways. Right. He's not one of the boys. Yeah. But he's that one boy who's in the group of the boys who's just always chirping. Yeah. And you're like, dog, you're going to create a problem. You are a problem. You don't contribute enough to be this problem. Yeah. You're not on the field. You're not catching grounders. You're not catching fly balls. Mm. All you're catching is Jesse Winker's hands. (laughs) (laughs) He's like the, you know, everyone's got that like scrappy little friend. Who like repeats the same catchphrases all the time in public and tries to like always maneuver around you, but you're not trying to stop him. Mm. That's Rendon. My wife, right? <laughs> oh, if he wasn't holding me back, and then all was, but no one is holding you back. Yeah, 
It's just you, bro. Yeah. Oh, no. Here comes Jesse Winker. Who's real. Yeah. He taught Tommy Pham how to slap. Watch out. Jock Peterson, it was announced today by an anonymous source, has been afraid to take batting practice whenever Tommy Pham is within a state because he's afraid that Tommy Pham will beat him up. <laughs> well, my friend, it's not anonymous anymore. No, there's a name on it. Tyler Matzik and Josh Tomlin. They confirmed it? That's confirmed. Yeah. When you say two, that's more than one. Jock Peterson didn't leave the clubhouse in San Diego last year when he played for the Braves. Shut up. Because he was scared of Tommy Pham. Over fantasy football. Yes. And Mike Trout's fantasy football league, which, by the way, Albuquerque's own Alex Bregman won last year. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the best fantasy football league in sports, right? Yeah. Mike Trout, the nicest dude on the planet is the commissioner, Albuquerque's own Alex Bregman, the hated Alex Bregman, won the league. Deservingly. And Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham had enough beef in the league that a physical altercation ensued. This is a great story. Chirping in fantasy football should not lead to blows the way that it should on a competitive baseball diamond. Like, you know how I am. I've been uninvited to leagues because I chirp too much. This is going to make a great 30 for 30. Yeah. Would you believe the nicest man in baseball? The reenactment started a war. It's just a bunch of silhouettes of guys in really bright computer screens, <laughs> yeah. like going, and the cameras like slowly panning, and then you hear like as they transition, you just hear like, and you're like, it's a lot. We're taking it a lot here. The slap heard round the fantasy world. And Tommy Pham's computer screen has one of those old, old timey, old person magnifying glasses over it because he can't see for he a can't lick. See anything? <laughs> He's doing the. He's doing the one where you put your index finger on your top eyelid and your thumb on your bottom eyelid, and you pull them opposite directions, north and south, to open your eyes. That's next, what. Next on Thirty for Thirty, brought to you by Lasix. <laughs> if Lasix isn't for you, check out our PRK branch. People are like, what's PRK? We up against it, Jerry. We're handing it off. Punting. Oh, that's <clears throat> not too bad. A lot of NFL before we wrap it. Joe Burrow put out a tweet today, and he is—he's uh, not dodging anyone anyone here. So obviously, Pittsburgh—or excuse me—I think this is a developing story that we might have to cover at a later date. We'll get it tomorrow as well. But uh, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow puts out a tweet. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to encourage you to go check it out because we're going to talk about it on the program tomorrow. Um, but what it is—it's—it's it's in response to the Supreme Court's ruling last Friday on Roe v. Wade, and it is—it's uh, pretty good. And and we'll dive into that, but there's just a bit of a dichotomy here in how good of a person Joe Burrow is for the Cincinnati Bengals and how Deshaun Watson exists. Sure. They're insanely different things, and Cincinnati should have no challenge whatsoever in choosing who they should choose for their sports and sports adjacent because... There has to be a mass exodus of Cleveland Browns fan. Has to. If you've held on long enough... With all of their embarrassing losing, all their horrible draft picks, yeah. all of their horrible free agent mm -hmm. acquisitions, this isn't the one that does it? This has to be like, the one that does it. This isn't the one that does it? Because now you're going from being a loser to being a creep. Yeah. Because it's a One of them's worse. <sighs> Just insanely mind-blowing. Insanely. Hey, breaking news. The aforementioned earlier, Nerland's Noel, apparently going to the Clippers. All right. Got listeners out there. John Wall and Nerland's Noel. Okay. 
healthy Kawhi? Kawhi not. Lakers are number two. Jerry, thank you for making the show go around. Thanks for having me. Thanks for working out the tech devs. You with us tomorrow? You got stuff going on? I haven't heard yet. Ah, to be D, TBD. Okay. Definite. Yeah. Get an old Deshaun Watson. That's what we need in our lives, more uncertainty. <laughs> that will help us immensely. Yeah. Van, any final words? Too much for the time allotted, my friend, but anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive. The award-winning opening drive. With Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Don't miss that one. As they celebrate and gloat how much better they are than us. From the live text. <laughs> from the live text. Was John Rocker mean? To minorities <laughs> yes. and women. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, bouquet.